when you first um, came into this space, mm-hmm. um, were you ready for this? Like all the different doors that were opening for you? I think so. Yes, I was because, like I said, you know, the health and wellness aspect of that, that coaching, I had done that for like 11 years. So when I launched yeah. my own business, yeah, I felt like I was ready. And I actually had people coming to me asking me if, if I would coach them because it was right around the time of the pandemic. And Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Yes, a beautiful day indeed to go out west. That's where we're heading today. But before we get into that journey... I'd like you to just take your phone if you have it in the upper right hand corner. You could hit one of those three buttons and you could forward this show to a dear friend who may really value the content in this episode. Today we are visiting with a success coach who helps stressed and burned out business owners and executives develop mental fitness, manage stress, anxiety, and get healthy. After 26 years in the corporate retailing industry, she reached burnout. She left the corporate sector in 2005 and started her wellness journey losing 65 pounds. From Burnout to Best Life is her new book, and we're celebrating today. And we're heading to Dallas, Texas, from the Music City, to hang out with Lisa Hammett. We'll just roll into it. My guest today on podcasting, your global career is Lisa Hammett. Did I say it right? Did I say it hard, Hammett? You did. I, yes, you see, did. See, I didn't even practice, Lisa. So I'm glad I got that, you know, Impressed. done well. Yeah. <laughs> so you are a coach, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're you're a bunch of different things. Like we all seem to be in these, um, many of us in this multi-hyphenated uh, world uh, and I was really glad that um, I had the opportunity to have you on the show and see all that you, you have created. And we're just in the middle of talking about this really cool move of leaving corporate America or corporate wherever somebody is from and how it takes a lot of courage and many people are not up to the task. And how did you manage to do this, Lisa, and create this this beautiful new garden you know, of opportunity in front of you. Well, thank you. I reached burnout, bottom line, after 26 years in the corporate retail sector. And for anybody watching who is nearing burnout or has been through burnout, I'm sure they can attest it's like slamming into a wall head first and it's just, you're done. And in a moment of desperation, I just left that industry at a high paying salary and it did cause significant financial hardship for many years, but I took the opportunity to improve upon my health and wellness. And that's when I lost my 65 pounds. And then I started coaching health and wellness coaching. And then during the pandemic, I added on the life coaching piece. And now I use mental fitness, positive intelligence as the, um, basis 
habits or foundation of my coaching practice. So last year I wrote a book talking about my journey from burnout to best life. Um, but in a nutshell, those watching who are at or near burnout, you've, you can't allow yourself to get to the point where I did, where you make a desperate decision because in our case, we had to file bankruptcy and it was not a good situation. And, you know, when people get to that desperate point, they exit marriages, they make a huge financial decision that maybe should have more forethought. And I'm not saying don't do those things. I mean, in hindsight, I, I would have definitely exited that industry, but I would have been more thoughtful about how I did it. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people before they get to that point, you know? Wow, this is a, a really good um, subject for so many people, entrepreneurs out there who uh, go into that space and it's it's fraught with um, failures. I mean, yes. I don't know any person who just goes in and says, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and everything will be fine. And, you know, I'm bringing in money right away. And, no. <laughs> and, and you know, it's like, it's, it's not that way. You have to, uh, one woman said it to me, um, she was a Facebook leader. I'm trying to remember her name. But anyway, I went to her seminar and she turned to one of the students who was on the cusp of about to break out. And she just said to her, you're going to go through hell. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to go through hell. And it was like that, you know. So let's start with um, um, the weight loss thing. How You said 65 pounds, right? That's a lot of weight. How did you manage to do that? Um, can you just give people uh, the uh, parameters of how that worked for you and was successful? Absolutely. So I um, use Weight Watchers. I'll just put a plug in for Weight Watchers here. They were great and then uh, became a lifetime member. And what I liked about it is it's really based on behavioral science because I'm not a believer and have never been a believer of let's eliminate certain food groups from your diet. And let's say you can't have certain things because when somebody tells you, you can't have something, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. What you can't have, <laughs> yeah. right? So it, it's really learning how to create uh, lasting, healthy lifestyle changes. So after I lost my weight, then I became health and wellness coach for years. And as I had mentioned, then I changed it into the life coaching piece with the emphasis in, in health and wellness. Um, but, you know, oftentimes when we get stressed or burnt out, weight gain or just being unhealthy is a side effect of that. Because if we are so chronically stressed, we're not taking care of ourselves. And we're grabbing whatever we can that is convenient. And it's mostly crap. Yes. <laughs> you know? Amen to that. <laughs> so not to say that you can't have an adult beverage now and again, if you want to, or if you want a piece of cake, or, you know, if you like potato chips, you know, or hamburger, it's fine, but plan for it. You know, don't yeah. make that the basis of what you eat and drink all the time. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody before this interview and I, I, I said to him that uh, I taught my sons that, you know, he was talking about wine. I said, well, it's Lent. So I, I observe, I don't do any drinking like for Lent and I appreciate it much more. And I actually look forward to the Lent season yeah. uh, for selfish reasons, because it's like my body's being cleansed, you know, but yes. if you do things in moderation, you get to enjoy everything. 
you know, rather than be a slave to it. So did you keep the Weight Watchers going, Lisa, um, or some version of it, like after Mm -hmm. you dropped the weight that you were looking to drop? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And, you know, did I follow the plan perfectly? No, after, you know, and I'm going to be honest, COVID was hard and I put on, you know, a little bit of weight, but fortunately I've been able to, you know, since release that, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's, again, it's, it's really learning those healthy lifestyle changes. Yeah, I think because, it's. I th- yeah, yeah it, it, I think it fuels all the other th- areas in your life too, right? Absolutely, because what you put into your body and how you move your body impacts all areas of your life. It and, and totally impacts your mental health as well. Because if you're sleep deprived because of poor eating habits, then that's going to impact your cognitive abilities. And then you can't problem solve, you can't be productive, you know, your relationships can suffer because your communication can clearly suffer as a result. So it all impacts and mindset is so tied into healthy habits as well, because if your head is not in the game, it is going to be very difficult to achieve any kind of goals, especially weight loss goals. Yeah, I really feel that... uh... I have what I call my fighting weight, you know, and it's like I'm a UFC fan. It's like if I was a fighter, I'd be one. I'd want to be this, you know. It's just yes. a welter or whatever, super bantamweight or whatever. But uh, but I used uh, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Body. He has a weight loss. Um, it's more of a meal plan because I really don't believe in diets. So mm-hmm. it's it's eat you know as much as you want, but it's the kind of food you want, and you do six days of sticking on a plan that you're eating good, wholesome food and you're never going hungry. However, uh, on Sundays I have, which which is known cheat day, you can have as much as you want, whatever you want. And then you go yeah. right back into your, and I took off like 20, 21 pounds and I've kept it off for five years now. I've just, That's I'm, amazing. I'm like right in the space, amazing. you know, maybe within two or three pounds, but I stay right there because to your point, Lisa, it's, it's about your mental that is, being governed by how you feel physically. And if you don't feel good physically, like if you're carrying extra weight or you're, you know, you go out for a run and you can't, you know, you're just not performing, uh, it ties back to, well, I'm not happy because I'm not comfortable in my body right now. Exactly. That is so, so true. And one thing too, it's, it's just becoming aware of listening to your body and how certain foods make you feel, you know, if, if something makes you feel bad when you eat it, don't eat it. Yeah. Again, I, I don't, I'm kind of sound maybe like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm not a proponent yeah. of eliminating certain things. But if, if it makes you not feel well, then you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, because that's not healthy. Why, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You said it earlier about you just grab something and that's, that's a real problem with traveling. Sometimes you're so insatiably hungry that you just grab something because there's nothing else available. This is garbage, you know? And so I try to travel with like almonds and things like that, that I can at least, you know, get over the uh, hangry stage. Cause my, I get crazy if I, I, I'm probably somewhat hypoglycemic, you know, and my whole family's like this, you know, we get like ravenous wolves, you know, if we don't eat, you know? Oh, I'm <laughs> the same way. I yeah. totally 
totally understand that. I mean, I definitely get hangry. Ask my husband. Yeah. He's like, oh man, we need to feed you like now. <laughs> yeah. I know your your attitude just changes. You know, it's like, ah, you get so short. Hey, tell yes. me about um your favorite client. Like, do you have a favorite that you really resonate with? Um person in a, a specific industry? Is it a woman? Is it a man? Like, where do you feel like you're most successful or maybe it's a certain challenge they have? So that's a great question. So my actual niche are executives and high level business owners, like over a million plus, uh, who are chronically stressed and either at or nearing burnout. I keep, I, equally coach men and women. I like them both, you know, for different reasons. They're yeah. very interesting. Um, but they are usually type A personalities, <laughs> hyper achiever in the sense that they're always looking at the next thing, you know, to do. Uh, time management sometimes is a challenge for them uh, because they're trying to do so much and, and they need to learn how to set boundaries a little better. Um, but you know, there are so many things that you can do to manage that stress, even if you're in a very high level job. Now, people who tend to gravitate towards me are engineers and architects and people in the IT world, those or like a fractional CEO. Um, so those are the ones who tend to gravitate towards me the most. I'm not going to say I don't coach others because I do, you know, I have uh, some clients who have very successful roofing businesses and they have, you know, lots of employees or um, a car um, auto uh, repair shop uh, that's a franchise and they're very successful at that. So I'm not, you know, saying I don't do different ones, but I would say the majority and those who really resonate with me are those you know, really those CEOs or high level business owners. And I think why it's because my foundation is mental fitness and they understand the science behind it because it's based on cognitive behavioral theory, positive psychology, you know, they really understand that science and they appreciate it. And they just get a really clear understanding of how their thought patterns are impacting their behavior and how that can be changed to provide better productivity, better relationships, better health and wellness, and so forth. Do you feel that um, when you have your, uh, a client comes in, maybe they've never been coached before, do you see that they have this epiphany of, wow, I never realized like how great this is? <laughs> oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because like, I- wow, where were you when I... I was in high school or when I was in college. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a lot of that in, uh, you know, I've been co coaching this, um, young English girl. She's an artist and some of the things she needed help with were just, you know, so blatantly obvious to me. I just went to work as a little quick little business consultant for a couple of things. And all of a sudden she's bringing in all this money. I said, that, that's easy. We didn't even get to the fun stuff, the good stuff yet, you know, mindset and all these other things. But um, I think there's there's a world of uh, unawareness about the value of coaching, and, and until you have the experience, it's almost like telling somebody about you know having a having a child and you didn't have one, and you know how great parenting is, or being a parent, or something like that, you know. Um, and then you do it, and you go, oh, this is this is what it's all about. Um, Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. When you first when you first um, came into this space. Mm -hmm. um, were you ready for this? Like all the different doors that were opening for you? 
I think so. Yes, I was because like I said, you know, the health and wellness aspect of that, that coaching, I had done that for like 11 years. So when I launched yeah. my own business, yeah, I felt like I was ready. And I actually had people coming to me asking me if, if I would coach them because it was right around the time of the pandemic. And we're like, I just, I feel lost. I'm totally stressed. You know, my environment's changed. I'm putting on all this weight. I just, you know, help. I need I need help. So what's interesting though, the book aspect of it, I didn't think that, oh gosh, I'm going to write a book. Although I love to write and I write all my own content, you know, for social media and blog posts and what have you. But when, during the pandemic, just in networking with people, I had, I came across a lot of people in like the publishing space and they were seeing my content and they said, you have some really great content. Have you ever considered publishing a book? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kept hearing that more and more. So then I just said, okay, I guess I need to write a book. Had no idea how I was going to do it. So maybe I wasn't entirely ready for that aspect, but I just went with it and I put it out there and then I just started attracting all the right people and and then that happened. And then the speaking part of it, what's the the book was published, that was just kind of a natural progression because I've been speaking in front of groups for years. So it was real, it was easy transition. And kind of going back to what we had talked about previously, just about the coaching space and how I think a lot of people had, maybe not so much now, but had this misconception of coaching was this woo-woo kind of weird you know, space that is, they're just going to mess with my head, almost kind of like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and no, basically what it is, is it's helping you come up with the answers that you need to be successful. And really a coach, a good effective coach just asks a lot of questions and ask them in such a way so that the client then comes up with the answer themselves. Yeah. One like of we my... don't tell them what to do. You yeah. Know? One of my previous uh, coaches said, you know, he just turned to me, he said, the answers are all inside. And, you know, he's, yes. he was saying exactly what you just said. You know, you just need to be prompting the right questions to make them see that. And then they, they can find their own trajectory with, with guidance, of course. I always Absolutely. tell people like, you know, listen, Tony Robbins is one of the biggest coaches, greatest coaches, whatever, or, or certainly with the most notoriety. He has a coach. Now, there's, there must be something oh, totally. to this, you know, and um, all of the high performers out there wouldn't dream of not going through life without a coach. And I think once people embrace that, they just get it, you know. Hey, Lisa, mm -hmm. tell me about your um, your regimen every day. Uh, do you do um, do you have a whole process from the time you get up? Do you have like a very rigid set of rules, how you run your day? Tell us how a high achiever like you pulls this off every day. So I was introduced, uh, goodness, how long ago was it now? I want to say it's been like eight months, maybe already, to BrainTap. I don't know if you're familiar with BrainTap No, technology, I haven't heard of it, no. But it's it's super cool. Now, there's like a, a expensive headset that you can buy that incorporates like light therapy and everything. I just use my own headset. But basically what it is, it's a, it's a monthly membership and it incorporates all of these um, uh audio led 
things that talk about your brain and underlying behind it are certain beats, uh, beat patterns, and then there's music, but they've done all kinds of research on this. And I was, as I got older and went through <laughs> the change, um, sleeping became more and more challenging for me. So I was really looking for more holistic ways to get a better night's rest because I'm not a, a believer of just taking a bunch of pills for the sake of taking pills because that doesn't really help the, the situation. So I noticed that my sleeping was so much better and my cognitive ability was so much better. So my regimen is as I'm going to sleep at night, I'm putting that headset on and a lot oftentimes I just fall asleep during it but subconsciously it's doing all this work for me and then first thing when I wake up in the morning put my headphones back on and I listen to another session now they recommend that you do three sessions a day so one would be like in the middle of the afternoon sometimes I do it sometimes I don't I get kind of busy and then after I do that I get up I'm usually um, my husband and I will go for an hour walk with the dog that's like the first thing and then uh, we come back have breakfast, have like devotional time. And then I do some mental fitness exercises. And then once that is all done, then I start my work day. And just depending, I have certain days of the week that I do certain things. So I found that being able to control my calendar that way makes me much more productive and a lot less stressed. So like Monday and Tuesdays are client days, Wednesdays and Thursdays are networking days, whether they're in person or they're doing, you know, this type of thing. Um, and then Fridays are completely blocked off. They're my personal days. That's when I do doctor's appointments, hair appointments, vet appointments, you know, what have you. And then it allows me extra time if I need to go back and complete a project that I wasn't able to complete complete during the week. Um, if I want to meet with somebody, it's on me. It's I totally control that time. So that's during the week, I have pretty controlled way how I manage my time. And I definitely start the morning with my brain tap exercises, exercise, and then my mental fitness before I start my day. So yeah, that's kind I, of a long-winded answer. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I like regiments and I like structure. You know, it's it's really yeah. incredibly important. Um, as we're wrapping up, what is the best place for people to reach out to connect with you, Lisa? Um, where can we find you? The best way is through my website. And it's real easy because it's lisahammett.com. You can see my name there so it's super easy lisahammett.com and it, it there's a page about my book if you want to learn more about my book and kind of inspiration behind that there's also a page that talks about my speaking you'll see videos like my tedx and other speaking engagements i do every other month i do webinars i do a lot of virtual speaking as well as in person and then it also talks about you know my my journey and my story and you can opt in to get my monthly blog posts if you want you can book a call with me if you just want to connect and you know see if hey we could be good synergistic business partners or if you feel that you know what, she might be able to help me. So let's just at least have a conversation. No pressure, free consultation. Um, let's just have a con conversation. And then all my social handles are on there as well. So my website, the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. Lisa, this was really great. Thank you so much for being a part of podcasting your global career. And uh, I want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, your career moving forward.
Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on, baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on, we can unlock each other's destiny I taste the breeze of freedom, it's tingling on my tongue You and I out on the road will stay Do the